Hey there, it's Colin Lively talking to you from a very balmy New York City. I am so sick of this. I, I, I'm just ready to sit in a bathtub filled with ice. It is so hot. It is so humid. It, it, it just isn't right that New York would be like this. And another thing that I'm really concerned about are these sudden changes. I go from 98 degrees outside in high humidity to 72 degrees inside in low humidity. And my dermatologist tells me that one of the worst things that I can do for my skin is to have rapid changes in temperature. He tells me all the time to use cool water on my skin. I'm so worried about broken capillaries and anything else that's going to speed this rapid aging process that anything I can do to slow it down. So I'm ready to wear like a ski mask outside to keep the hot air off my skin. I'm having a hard enough time fighting this aging battle. I used to be concerned with crow's feet. Like, oh my gosh, about 35 years of age, I would look in the mirror and I would see these crow's feet. Uh, That's all I concerned myself with at that time. It was just starting to see little changes on my face you know a little brown spot here a little crow's foot there and then as i got into my 40s i started to see some sags and some discolorations i didn't like i had my first eye lift note my first eye lift because now that i'm in my early 60s i've had a few eye lifts and um I love eyelids, by the way. <laughs> They've become a regular part of my routine. But um, my first eye lift I got, I think I was about 41 or 42. Again, all I was concerned about was just the way I looked and reversing the, these aging process, this, the, the vanity part of the aging process. When I was in my early 50s, or actually around 50, I got my first facelift my doctor used this term decay which really bothered me he said you want to get your first facelift before there has been advanced decay well I don't know what that sounds like to you but to to me decay sounded like my face was going to start to rot I didn't exactly know what he meant by by do my first facelift before there was too much decay but it scared me into coughing up the thirteen thousand dollars to go in and have the decay slowed down Um, not only did i pay thirteen dollars for the facelift but i paid it about another six thousand for the hospital care and another three thousand for the anesthesiologist so there i was with a face that looked like the decay had been halted to some degree but then I realized the decay was just going to keep advancing so then I had another eye lift so now I've got these great big beautiful blue young looking eyes Um, I've had a whole bunch of things done which is why I'm the host of this show which is called beauty tips for the aging diva but one of the things that I've noticed other than just the harsh aspects of looking in the mirror and seeing what uh, aging looks like, looking at my hips that are starting to drag near the floor and doing tons of crunches and sit-ups and fanny bumps, there are other things that made me feel like I was old. I'm a hairdresser in New York City. 
Now, New York City happens to be the epicenter of, of everything that's cool and hip and on the cutting edge of what's happening. At least that's how we New Yorkers view ourselves. Uh, we view ourselves as the real trendsetters. Well, being a hairdresser in New York City, I started getting requests for certain hairstyles that I didn't even know who they were talking about. I mean, I remember a few years ago, some guy came in and told me he wanted Ashton Kutcher's hair. I had no idea who Ashton Kutcher's hair, what his hair looked like, because I never heard of Ashton Kutcher. So it started me thinking, I better get with the program. I'm going to look like an old hairdresser to these people. So all of a sudden, it wasn't just what I looked like, but it was who I was as a person. Was I going to continue to listen to the golden oldies on the radio, or was I going to move into the modern age and at least be competitive? There's nothing I can do to slow down time when it comes to my face and my hips, but there are certainly a lot of things I can do to reduce those signs uh, to make myself healthier, but also all of us can keep up with the times. I remember my mom would say things like when I would be playing Leslie Gore's What's My Party? She would say, how can you listen to that wretched music? Well, that's exactly how I felt. I would walk in H&M, which is sort of a, a groovy, cutting-edge store here in New York and I think all across the country, and I would be listening to that music and I'm thinking, oh my God, how can these kids listen to it? But then I had a wake-up call. I thought I had better pay attention to this music because if this is the music that this generation is listening to, I had better at least know who the main players are. Now, we all know who Lady Gaga is, and I think most of us really like Lady Gaga. But today, I turn on my computer, I get Yahoo News. The number one story of the day is Lily Allen is three months pregnant. I'm going, well, good for Lily Allen. But who is Lily Allen? Apparently, a lot of people know her. She wouldn't have been the number one story of the day. So I read the story. It turns out she's the number one recording star in England. She has this boyfriend named Sam Cooper, and they're absolutely delighted that they're having this baby. But I don't have a clue who they are. Like I said, she is a major star in England. She has one number one hit after another, after another, after another. She's also a talk show host and an actress. So I started listening to some of her songs, and I thought, you know what? This isn't bad, so let me turn off my golden oldies and actually listen to some of this stuff. Um, I looked at her hair, because I know undoubtedly I'm going to have someone asking me for Lily Allen's haircut, which happens to be a really cute cut. Where she has dark hair with bangs going across, sort of straight hair with a little slight flip on the ends. And um, one day, just a couple of days ago, I had one of my young clients ask me for Kylie Minogue's hair, hairstyle. And she said, do you know Kylie Minogue? I said, oh, do I know Kylie Minogue? Minogue? I love her song, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Now, do I know what can't get you out of my head sounds like not a clue but at least i know who she is i know the importance of of kylie minogue to the youth of america and my advice is find out who these people are for no other person reason just who your kids are listening to um one of the things because it's so hot and humid here in new york 
and I advertised that I had a clothing optional show, uh, I started thinking, I wonder if people are wondering, am I doing this show in the nude or am I not doing this show in the, in the nude? Well, I did do last week's show in the nude when I had Hattie talking about strange sex, a 74-year-old woman having sex twice a day with two different 35-year-olds because one 35-year-old doesn't have the stamina to keep up with her. That show I did in the nude. Hattie did that show in the nude, but this week I'm actually dressed. Um, I have fruit flies all over my apartment. I think it's because I have overripe peaches on the uh, countertop. But I'm afraid to be in the nude with all these fruit flies uh, running around my apartment because I don't know what else they'll bite besides the fruit. So if I can get rid of them, I promise that next week I will definitely be doing my show in the nude. That's how I like to do the show. I like a, I like a, I want the censors to get really upset with me and, and start listening and telling me what I can and cannot say because I might just say too much. And speaking of saying too much, I'm hoping that my guest today actually does say too much. I have a great guest today. His name is Dr. Steve Gettinger. I've known Dr. Gettinger for a very long time. And I met him because of one of my aging uh, problems. I woke up one day with a, with a neck problem that I thought was nothing more than a stiff neck. Turns out I really have an aging disc, or disc disorder. I've got C5 that's giving me some problems because, as my doctor said to me, it's wear and tear from just being as, as old as I am. But in knowing Dr. Gettinger, I found out a lot of other things about nutrition, about kung fu, and he even touched on a subject that I know very little about, and it's tantric sex. I don't know how much Dr. Gettinger is going to want to share with our with us today, but I hope he can share a lot. Uh, Dr. Gettinger is very well known in the theater community where we have a lot of dancers with a lot of problems and he helps them keep their bodies aligned and the pain to a minimum. Um, he he's, has two offices here in New York City. He has one in the theater district on West 49th Street. He has another one on the Upper West Side, uh, West 71st Street. He has a website called drsgettinger.com, and even for people who don't live in New York City, I'm sure they can contact Dr. Gettinger, and he'll be happy to help him as much as he can, or at least do some referrals. I'll let him speak for himself, and he will be with us right after a break. I know we have some callers waiting to get in on this, and we'll take our break, and when we return, we'll have Dr. Steve Gettinger. It's Colin Lively, back for the Zeus Radio Network on Hear Women Talk, and I'm now being joined by my special guest today, Dr. Steve Gettinger. Hello, Dr. Gettinger. Hey, Colin. How's it going? It's going great. You know, I'm still fighting this uphill battle to be ever youthful. I'm doing everything I can. I've got my droid, even though I don't know how to work it, but I look, it's impressive. But yeah. in addition you can't, be, to, you can't be beautiful if you're fighting an uphill battle. Right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm, I'm going for that carrot. You know, it's like that, that Botox sign. Botox, Botox, Botox. As long as that's on the hill I'm climbing up, I'll, I'll keep puffing and puffing. But one of the things I notice as I'm getting older is I've got a lot of 
uh, stiffness, some pains in the back, little creaks here and there that I didn't have before. And I know you've helped me with some of these aches and pains. But, Dr. Gettinger, is this a normal part of aging? I get pain. It's normal, but it shouldn't be debilitating. And even uh, and I, my, my viewpoint on pain, and I take care of people with pain every day for over 30 years, uh, often pain is from conflict. And, you know, when you're relaxed and when life, when you see life as a, a joyful experience, there's less conflict in the body. And conflict makes muscles tight. And that's, that constricts blood vessels and joints. So if we get rid of a lot of the conflict and we start to view life as a joyful experience, uh, we loosen up. And then still we can have pain because we are getting older. But it won't be, uh, it will go away because we'll tend to heal as well, especially with a good uh, bodywork practitioner. So don't worry about your pain. Come in and see me. Well, uh, I know that a, a lot of my friends, I, ha- I mean, I have, I have friends all over the country. And here in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, I'm privileged to, ha- to know so many people who are into alternative thought. But a lot of people that I know that don't live in major centers like New York still live by that you know unless the doctor said it they don't want to hear it I talked to many people I have I have some relatives like out in Kansas that that when I talk to them about chiropractic for example they say they want a real doctor how do I respond to this when someone says to me I want a real doctor when I'm referring to a chiropractor well, you know, those people probably should go to the doctors they want to go to because trying to convince people to do things that they don't want to do is going to make you tense and give you pain. Uh, you know, allopathic medicine is about looking at the body like it's a bag of chemicals. And chiropractic is, is not a, me- a mechanistic healing art. It's not, about, it's not about you being the sum of your mechanical parts. Chiropractic and acupuncture and... Uh, Eastern thought is about you being uh, a vitalistic organism that heals itself. And there's a big difference between those two types of thought. Now, if I understand that my body heals itself, that empowers me. And I can do a lot of my own healing. And then what I do is I have a, a practitioner that helps me to express my health fully. So this person doesn't heal me. This person uh, allows me to express my true nature. If I don't feel empowered... Uh, that my body can heal itself, then I need to go to someone else and empower them. And that's what the model has been, the allopathic medical model, that my doctor is a god and he or she heals me. And uh, that really doesn't work. You know, I, I, in, in my practice, I was in practice for 30 years in New Jersey and I had a very large practice. I remember one day uh, an 85-year-old man came into me and he was a regular patient of mine. He says, Doc, he said, I just went to see my medical doctor and he is so great. I asked him a question, and he told me to shut up. And he, he said, isn't that great? <laughs> to him, that was a great doctor. you know. And uh, I did want to tell him to leave that guy, but I just had a discussion with him about you know, honoring himself. Well, you just touched on something that, that I observe in myself. Well, mm-hmm. something I observe in a lot of people, let's say in my age group, mm-hmm. who... Uh, reach a comfort zone and they stay there and any any thought that is somewhat alien to to what 
to what they accept as truth, they, they can't seem to embrace. I also find that a lot of people who stop growing, you know, sometimes we talk about the cheerleader mentality, where people literally stopped growing. If they were popular kids in high school, for example, that became the sort of like the 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 standard for their life, their the right. rest of their life, mm-hmm. where they try to look the way they looked then, and and that's when they sort of stopped growing. I I mean, you and I know many people way into their 70s, 80s, and I just lost a great little friend, Mimi Waddell, who was pushing 100, who danced every day, did Pilates, did chiropractic, did alternative um, medicine, and she's an example of now as I get older, I think, you know, if people like you and Hattie and Mimi Waddell, who hold this torch for me, uh, that's what I want to follow, but I just find a lot of people are just closed down. They become rigid, and does I, I sometimes feel this rigidity not only in their thought has some effect on their health. Well, let me ask you this: How do you feel about that? How do I how do I feel about it with my own life? How do I yeah. feel about it when well, I it's, when it's I it's think about other people's lives? About your life, how does it does it upset you that people? feel or that they're not as happy as you want them to be? Absolutely. I feel bad for people who don't know the joy of dance. I mean, and I'm talking about real dance, where where you let your body just move the way it wants to be. I'm not talking about one, two, three turn, like little, Mm -hmm. you know, Arthur Murray kind of dance. That, That, to me, that isn't dance. And when I'm, I'm a dancer, you're a dancer, you know the difference between having your body just be totally released and you know how well how great that feels when your dance is done but i know that that's how i feel after i've made a visit to your office that i go in there with some creakiness that is not always attributed to just my bones getting old but actually to stress that has caused my muscles to tighten up yeah, you know, I'm learning in my life that uh, I have empathy for people, but I'm not going to have pain for them. So that, you know, I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to enjoy dancing. I'm going to enjoy loving. And people who don't, uh, I have to have empathy, but I, I can't be, I can't be um, ill about it, you know. So that would be my advice. I, I, I mean, set, you know, set an example, ask me to dance, but I wouldn't be upset about that. And, and you mentioned something a little while ago about people get stunted like the the high school football hero never grows beyond that why do you think that is i honestly don't know uh you know i i'm a very inquisitive person it's it's been one of my great attributes one of my greatest assets is that i'm inquisitive i want to know no no when i meet someone when i came to new york city after growing up in an area that had only white Christians, I had not had any exposure to people other than white Christians. So I'm, I've spent a lifetime fascinated by people of other cultures. And I think that trying to learn as much as I can has kept me youthful. That right. not being fearful, not fearing the unknown, 
But stepping into the unknown, exploring it, has been something that has kept me moving, kept me youthful, and kept me in step. I mean, I'm a 62-year-old hairdresser in New York City. I'm still in great demand by all ages. I think if I had stopped growing uh, 40 years ago, I would probably have to be passing a cup in the subway right now. Mm. Because I agree with you. Along I with think, my... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. With, along with my not growing, my talent wouldn't have continued to grow. I would not have kept up with techniques. And that's true of Hattie and your other friend that, um, that just passed. You know, curiosity is what keeps us alive and, and uh, you know, this discovery about life. So that's a great thing. But there are people who are not interested in what's out there because they're suffering. And uh, you have a, a, a large capacity for joy, I imagine. But these football player types, so these people who got stunted, the reason that they locked into that place in their life is because they got attention and they got love for accomplishing something or doing something. And, the, and that's the same thing as going to a doctor uh, to heal you. Uh, it's looking for something outside yourself. And the reason that happens is because the, at the time when we were supposed to get the attention outside ourselves, when we were very young, maybe a year or two, when a parent looks at you with love and uh, you know you look into their eyes many of us didn't get that so we get locked into uh, this looking for it somewhere else uh, and we never get it and it's always within so that if we can find ourselves beautiful within uh, then we become beautiful I mean you know uh, and we become happy because there is no happiness outside of us when we find joy within ourselves and I'm not talking about this ego thing, uh, you know, like I, my ego is beautiful. Just the joy of, of having a divine, uh, a divinity within myself and, and uh, loving that. Then I can share that with others, and others then will like me. But if I strive to be liked, or if I strive to be beautiful, it's, it's distasteful. Nobody wants to be with someone like that. So what's infectious about you, Colin, is your love of life, your curiosity, your viewpoint. That's what makes you young and exciting. Well, you know, <clears throat> I talk to people all the time that get hung up on the way they look. And, I, I mean, being in sort of a vanity-driven industry myself, mm -hmm. I have, unfortunately, a number of clients who are so focused on what they look like that they forget that a part of being youthful is being who they are. You know, step outside yourself explore what it, what is out there in the world learn what it's like you know to go and sit on top of a mountain i spend a lot of time in north carolina i and i go with uh, a body worker and we go to the top of pilot mountain we overlook you know four counties and i'm just at one with the universe for a period of time until i come back into what my day-to-day -day reality is and so much joy that i have explored and it comes from wanting to know no no you know uh, instead of being fearful of what could be dangerous or what could be perceived as the enemy I want to know 
what that is about. What is my enemy about? So that I can see the beauty in my enemy and somehow we can start to share and not be afraid of one another. If I'm afraid of something over there, that something over there is probably equally as afraid of me because if we're viewing things differently. But when I find that people who are concerned with aging, if they could lift away some of the heavy weight of of what they have become through their life experiences, then the crow's feet are no longer important and they're viewed as useful. Hattie has never had a, one bit of work. Now, I confess, I've had quite a bit of work done, and I also confess no, that I, when I can I, get my pennies work. together, I'm going to have more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to more scars behind my ears. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And if I have any pain, I'll come to you and you can help me fix them. <laughs> hey, you, you know what it's like in New York. You see these uh, skeletons with stretched skin, you know, and they can't even smile. And then, you know, another woman who has had no work done is just smiling and full of life, and she looks beautiful, you know. So uh, I think that inner beauty is really important. Well, and that's, you know... Certainly a part of my show is going to be Botox and facelifts and tummy tucks and all those things because what we look like certainly is perceived as, you know, part of chasing youth. Mm. Uh, but what I like about knowing you, Dr. Gettinger, is when I was having my terrible pain in my neck, yeah. the first thing you said to me was view view yourself as as perfect and instead of giving into the pain move your body freely as if the pain is not there and the pain will you'll help the pain go away love yourself back to health and i know firsthand that that can happen sure well you know you know if i try to realign vertebrae in a spine people think oh that's such a hard thing it's a, it actually is, is a wonderful feeling, and it's not even painful because if the person's relaxed under your hands, uh, it goes easily. It's like if you go to a hairstylist and they don't know what they're doing, and they start, you can feel their hand shaking. Worse with a neck. So it's very gentle to realign bones in a neck, and there doesn't have to be any cracking or anything like that. But, if the, but you can't work at people, and the, the person that I work with, that's why I told you what I told you, because you then learn to relax your body and work with me, and uh, the healing begins right in that moment. And then it's so easy to do that kind of work. And, and really what we're doing is we're unblocking nerve flow, energy flow, chi in the body. Uh, we're allowing vital energy to go to all the cells of the body, and, and uh, that's health. Mm. That's what chiropractors do. And very similar to acu acupuncture, it's, uh, it's a very Eastern-based healing art. Mm. Well, I want uh, to explore more of these things when we get back from our break. We have sure. to take a break right now, and we'll be back on the Colin Lively Show with more of Dr. Steve Gettinger. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> what a drop-dead handsome chiropractor can do when he takes his clothes <laughs> off. I'm telling you, just as he slipped out of his underwear, a major lightning bolt came. We lost connection to Dr. Gettinger. It's true, I'm amazing. I, 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 I create thunderstorms. I'm telling you. <laughs> As soon as the smoke settled, we were able to reconnect, and now I forget where we were. Oh, we were talking about, I don't know what we were talking about, but I was about to lead into. Uh, hey, my, watch your hands, Colin. I was about, well, I'm still fully dressed. It's going to take more than a cup of coffee to get me and the all together. But, uh Ooh, let me cool it down for just a minute. Well, Dr. Kedger, while some of us are naked, um, I, I, a couple of years ago I heard it from my friend Maximilian Schnellinger, who's a guy in his 70s who actually had cancer and healed himself without going to any of the, the traditional roots. But he was the first person that I ever heard tantric sex from. Now, since then, I've heard about tantric sex from you, but I'm still not exactly sure what that is and why people practice it. I, you know, I, you know, here I don't know that much about tantric sex or Tao sex. Uh, um, I, I'm a martial artist. I practiced martial arts um, for 40 years, almost daily. So martial arts is the original energy work. So you learn how to move energy through your body. You learn how to. Uh, not get stronger, but you learn to use uh, nature's uh, energy through you. So just like we talked about chiropractic, allowing energy to flow, or having good thoughts, allowing energy to flow. Uh, martial arts training is like qigong. It's like learning to work with energy so that when you strike something or when you move, you move with great power. And uh, sex is about transference of energy. So I don't... You know, I don't research into books. That's an intellectual pursuit. And I don't feel that sex is an intellectual pursuit. Uh, people that have sex books on their night table don't screw you any better. You know, it's just, that's not how it works. So uh, I think that my understanding of energy through martial arts and through chiropractic has helped me learn about um, sex, you know. Mm. Are you still there? Yes, I am. I'm. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to take it all in. Well, you know, I'm naked talking about sex. I mean, I know. Yeah, I know it's hard. <laughs> and, being, and being an old homosexual, <laughs> a, a hot doctor in the nude, get, get, uh, you know, I, I get the flutters. So but, I can't talk. So I can't talk about tantric sex because I'm not a tantric sex expert. But I can talk about. Uh, how um, a man can learn to control his body, why women are not satisfied um, with their men, that kind of thing. Well, do you think that a, that a, um, an exciting sex life is one of the things that can help us slow down the aging process? Yeah, well, you know, chi or ki is sexual energy. So it's generated from the lower chakras, and, uh, and it goes through the body. So a way to uh, stimulate that chi is through sex. What, what a lot of people don't understand, especially men, is that um, while you can generate that sex when you're excited, most men expend it, and they don't hold on to the chi. So mm. they, they, they lose power through sex. Mm. Yeah. Well, in, in, in uh, common terms, is that called premature ejaculation? 
Well, yeah, that's one that's one way to look at it, or ejaculation at all. You know, uh, a man who oh. ejaculates too much is giving away his vital energy. Now, if I say when I would say that to men, they'd say, "Well, then why bother having sex?" Well, that's the whole point. Most men, when they have sex, are very goal-oriented. They're not into giving pleasure or having pleasure. For instance, women are not goal-oriented. Uh, women can can have an orgasm for hours and they can reach higher peaks and higher levels and that's why they're not being satisfied by their men because the man that they're with uh... is having a goal of ejaculating and mm. he may do that within two minutes mm. so she's staring at the ceiling wondering what happened mm. so my viewpoint would be that he can withhold ejaculation or not ejaculate at all and he can learn to develop his feminine side which uh... takes a little while because if you keep ejaculating so soon mm. you're never going to get to this point where you can start to feel yourself riding that wave just like a woman does, and then a man and a woman can ride it together and have hours and hours of pleasure without uh, without losing it. Wow. And that will build a man's strength because he keeps his chi, and, it, and he can learn to circulate it through his body. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I know Sting is one of the great proponents of tantric sex and he's also a great proponent proponent of yoga uh, the raw food diet and as we go forward look at looking out into the future with the Colin Lively show I certainly want to have some raw food people because they talk about raw food uh, being a way to keep the body healthy and and live longer but yeah, yoga, and I, yoga, and yoga and martial arts are great ways to <clears throat> learn to build chi and move chi. And eating raw foods, you know, uh, certain foods, um, dead foods have no life, they have no chi, right? So when you put living things into you, you're taking the chi from that living thing. Uh, and, and if it's easier to digest, then you're using less of your own energy to, to, to digest it. So you're also increasing your energy. So the whole point wow. is to have more energy and to be able to circulate more energy. And that's why some people look great. You know, they, they wow. are not working so hard because they're eating poisonous food. And then also, um, if you're eating a food that, uh, if you're going to eat meat, if it's been consciously raised, if, uh, if the animal that you're eating had a life and was a happy animal, then you're putting that into you. I'd rather, if I'm going to eat meat, I'm going to put that into me. I don't want to put an animal into me that was... Uh, that was sick or that was frightened all the time because then I'm going to have that in me and uh, I want to live this great fun and joyful life so I'm very careful about what I eat wow. and, uh, and what I and how I exercise because I want to stay young for a really long time food that's been treated kind from the moment of its inception to yeah. your plate sure that I know that's an important key. And Dr. Yep. Gettinger, we have I want to go to a caller. We have sure. a caller on the line, Michael. Michael, hi, how are you today? Hello, Colin. Hello, Dr. Gettinger. I'm going to hey, need Michael. a cold shower after that last conversation. <laughs> wow. Well, well good. done. I, I anyway, the question for Dr. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I interrupted. Okay. No problem. The question for Dr. Gettinger. My partner has multiple sclerosis and has it for the last six years. Do, do you find that chiropractic uh, practice can, can help him? attain more mobility that way? Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, multiple sclerosis is a, it's a demyelization around the nerve so that the nerves stop functioning as well. And uh, my, I've, had, I've had anecdotal experience with, uh, with 
atherosclerosis over the years. I've taken care of many people. Often they will go into remission. Uh, the symptoms uh, will not be as, uh, as bad. But there's no... I, 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 there's no proof of that, you know. Um, I, my experience is that it's helpful. So good. Thank you very much, Colin. The show was lovely. I'm so glad I got the chance to, to call in today. Well, great. We're 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 happy to have you call. Call in anytime you like. Thanks, Michael. You got it, honey. Have a great afternoon. Okay. Thank you. You too. We, uh, Doctor Gettinger, we have another caller. Sure. Anne from California is here with us. Hi, Anne. Hi, Colin. Hi, Dr. Gettinger. Hey, Ann. So, um, actually, I, I had, I had a, a question about chiropractic, and then, uh, then the lightning bolt hit, and I ended up having a couple of questions about um, men and sex. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Of course you did. I That's one of our favorite topics, my, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess my, my first question was, do you find that people can go to chiropractors and medical practitioners? Does does um, a regular doctor affect your chiropractic ability to heal people? No. As a matter of fact, I go to uh, medical doctors. Uh, you know, there's a time for medicine. This country has the best emergency health care in the world. So if you're going to break your head, this is the country to do it in. But... Other countries are much, they're much healthier than we are. So I don't go to medical doctors for my health maintenance. I go to them when something's out of control and I need to get checked or if I, if I really feel I need to have some medicine, which is rare, thank God, you know, but it does happen. Mm. But I think, okay, way, well, that, okay. to get back to your question, if, if, somebody, if somebody's taking medication regularly, because they have this fear that if they don't take the medication, they're not going to be okay, or they're going to be uh, nervous if they don't take it. Uh, they might want to consider that they're poisoning themselves and they're toxic all the time, and and they might want to wow. consider weaning themselves off those drugs with their doctor's care. If they, they then have to find the right medical doctor to take them off those drugs. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that they, makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. Um, and, and then, of course, I got totally distracted by this talk of sex. And um, I, I was I'm actually still, wondering... I'm still naked, by the way, Ann. You know. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Um, <laughs> well, I, I was actually wondering this idea of a man prolonging his, or, or even like, you know, delaying or postponing or not having an ejaculation, is there anything a woman can do to encourage that? Yeah. Well, you know, she can stop whining. <laughs> yeah, like, that helps. You know, I mean, there are, there are guys I know who are married to women, and, you know, when after, they, after the woman has her orgasm, she's done, and then she doesn't want anymore, so uh, that's not a turn-on. So both partners have to be willing to have fun and explore each other and and uh, be open to this amazing feeling of sex. You know, as far as physically... But, like, how can you... Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to be able to explain to a man that he doesn't have to necessarily ejaculate and that it could be more fun. What can I do? I mean, how do you, how do you go about that? Well, think about that. I, I'm a firm believer that only another man can really teach a man what to do because no man wants to be told by a woman how to have sex. 
I mean, she can point here or there and say this feels good, and, and then she should. And you know, this feels good, that doesn't feel good. But uh, I, most guys don't want to be told how to have sex, and, and so it's a very touchy subject. I'd be willing to teach men how to do that. You know, uh, was, they have to trust. I was just going to say, I, I, I wish there was a place for men to go to learn something like this. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be naked if I did that. I, you know, <laughs> I would I'd put my clothes on. <laughs> and that goes along with men don't like to ask for directions, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> well, now with GPS is You men guys don't are wonderful. Oh, thank you. Well, you two, make, you two make a great team. Have fun out there and keep your shirt on, Colin. <laughs> oh, please. I'm definitely going to keep my shirt on until my 36-inch waist is down to at least 32. This shirt doesn't even come off until there's the total cover of darkness. I live with two cats, and I won't even strip in front of them. I have too much respect for felines. <laughs> well, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. <laughs> so, yeah. Dr. Kettinger, yeah. so I guess what this all comes down to is uh, longer sex makes us live longer? Is that part of what I'm hearing here? Well, I don't think, I, don't, I think longer sex, if it's not fun, could be torture, you know? I mean, if, if, I've, I've, heard, I've heard from women that, you know, where a guy just keeps going and keeps going, you know, <laughs> And that doesn't sound like fun. And I, I, so I think that you know you have to be paying attention to your partner. You have to be caring about them. There's a communication other than you know other than the genitals. You know. So, I've, yeah, had but, a, I've known a few warthogs that even <laughs> five minutes was seemed like eons too long. <laughs> it's yeah, one so. of those things with Sam. The ceiling needs painting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard. I used to uh, when I was a kid. I heard of this prostitute that was eating cheeseburgers while guys were screwing her. So, you know. Oh my God! Ooh, baby, baby! Ooh, baby, baby! It's one of the, it's one of those prostitutes. You know? No, no, she was no, she was just chewing on the cheeseburgers. What I heard, she wasn't saying. Oh anything. my God! <laughs> she sounds like a New Yorker, where even oh, hot sex is boring. <laughs> you know, one of the things about living in New York is there's so much changing so quickly that you have to keep up with it. Or, or, or last week is like last year. Sure. You know, I, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I had this guest on who was talking to us about how our devices, you know, our computers, our phones, the way we communicate can make us look old if we if we if we aren't doing the right thing another thing i've been noticing dr gettinger yeah. is <clears throat> i'm noticing that only old people have watches on their wrists and it got me thinking once again you know i'm i'm very observant i like to know what's going on i'm i'm looking around and i'm thinking geez nobody has on a wrist watch that's that's under 30 so yeah, well, I, no, they are. They are wearing the financial guys are wearing wristwatches. They're wearing Breitlings and Rolex. It's a status thing, you know. But I don't think they really look at them, you know, for the time. Yeah, well, I think uh, the really rich use use watches as status symbols. You know, I see these diamond encrusted Rolexes on these well manicured arms. But uh, in general, I'm noticing. And so I asked yeah. one of my young clients. I said, "Why is no one wearing a?" wristwatch anymore she said it's because we get our time off our phones of course 
And it's okay. more accurate because it's uh, it's tied in with the um, what you call <laughs> Now I'm showing my age. <laughs> so I just forgot. Well, the satellite, right, right. <laughs> my Timex went quickly into the trash. I got news for you. That. Timex can keep on ticking, but it's not going to keep on ticking on my arm and make, making me look old. <laughs> <laughs> my saggy ass is all the clue I, I need to give. I sure don't need to be wearing a Timex watch saying, look at that old codger over there. I pity the poor guy that's the first one that gets up in the subway to offer me a seat. So I'm, I'm taking off all signs <laughs> of old age, no matter what they are. <laughs> and, and I am looking forward to uh, my next facelift, my derm abrasion, whatever. But by the same, at the same time, I want to take care of the inner, at the inner part. And I have to say, Dr. Gettinger, the chiropractic has really helped me. Um, I know a lot of people that don't have physical pain, but they go to a chiropractor on a regular basis. Why do you think that is? Well, chiropractic was never intended for back pain. You know, it was, uh, in fact, the first adjustment was for a guy who had hearing loss, and he regained his hearing from an adjustment. The, The nerves in the spine... Uh, fr- the nerves from the brain go through the spine to every cell in the body. So look at the spinal segments as circuit breakers. So any time that you overload the circuitry in a house, a breaker gets thrown. Does that make sense? So, yes. Uh, you, yeah, so a breaker right. gets thrown, right? So all you do is you reset the breaker and the light goes back on. That's how simple chiropractic is. Now, of course, it may take time, more time uh, than an electrical system because you still have to heal, but what a chiropractor does is reset breakers. It's very sensible, very, very logical, uh, and the body heals itself. So what could throw a breaker? Well, you know, you could be in a car accident, you could fall, and that could throw uh, a spinal bone out of place. You could be having bad body habits, sitting improperly, have bad posture, that could throw a bone out of place. But usually what throws them out of place is the tension that we carry, so that if someone's carrying tension in the neck and shoulders, in fact, the listeners right now, while they're listening, they should check feel if your shoulders are raised up well when you get that phone call and the phone rings and you pick it up mm-hmm. your shoulders tighten does your neck tighten and uh when you do that enough that starts to pull the muscles pull on vertebrae so what the mm-hmm. chiropractor does is teach you to relax those muscles and then realign those vertebrae into the position that they were designed to be in another thing that, that i want the listeners to know is that chiropractors don't decide where that bone should be we release the bone from being locked, and the body knows where it's supposed to be. It's spring-loaded. So we just kind of give it a little move in the right direction, and the bone realigns itself. So it's a very well, natural healing art. Yeah, go ahead. I want to thank you, Dr. Gedger, for j- joining us. I promise you'll come back with more information. I Absolutely. Want to- I want to announce next week I've got a great guest from glamorous Las Vegas who's going to be joining me. Her name is April Azzolini, and I know her as april new and that is exactly what she's going to be talking about next week is how to keep us new through the right way she's going to give us the secrets of all the glamorous showgirls i'll see you next week with april Azzolino and on the colin lively show for the zeus radio network hear women talk